0: You're listening to The Voyager in association with Turkish Airlines on Monocle 24.
1: Hello and welcome to The Voyager here on Monocle 24. Monocle's travel show spotlighting outposts of opportunity for business, pleasure and inspiration all around the world. I'm Steve Bloomfield. This week, we're in Shanghai, where your host is Justin Bergman.
0: There's no better place that speaks to the essence of Shanghai than the iconic Bund where I'm standing right now. Here, the glamour and wealth of pre-war Shanghai meets the unbridled optimism, ambition, and extreme wealth of modern-day Shanghai. On one side of the Huangpu River are the elegant granite former banks and trading houses, built by the British when Shanghai was carved into concessions a century ago. In the center is the Shanghai Customs House, built in 1927 and topped by a clock tower that still rings out every 15 minutes. The song, appropriately enough, is the classic Maoist tune, The East is Red. Down the road is the Peace Hotel, an art deco gem that was a favorite of actors and writers, socialites and gangsters back in the day. Built by Sir Victor Sassoon in the early 1930s, the hotel fell into disrepair after the communists took over, but was returned to its original luster and reopened by the Fairmont Hotel Group five years ago. And across the river rises the new Shanghai, ever taller, ever brighter skyscrapers in the Pudong district, the city's financial center. Just this past summer, work was completed on the spiraling Shanghai Tower, which at 632 meters is the second tallest building on Earth. What's perhaps most remarkable about Shanghai's ascendance is how fast it was, how quickly it transformed from obscure outpost to global power city. One of the pioneers on the historic side of the river was Michelle Garneau, a former chef from Melbourne who opened the first restaurant here in 1999 called M on the Bund. Three years later, she founded the Shanghai International Literary Festival, which has become one of the most prestigious cultural events on the mainland. Luckily, the Literary Festival is on right now, and I'm going to walk across the street to meet Michelle and check out who's on the program. The Literary Festival usually attracts a mix of local authors, foreign journalists, and old China hands. Across the hall I find Michelle Garneau sitting at a table at M on the Bund. You've been here uh, since 1999, right?
1: We opened in January 99, correct. Mm.
0: Yeah. So what was the Bund like when you came?
1: In ninety-nine the government offices had moved out and there was really oh. very, very little and it was a bit of a sort of smoke and mirrors because it looked, it's always they've always lit it well. And So it looked very impressive from a distance and there were always lots of people walking along it but there was sort of not much behind everything, you know, inside the buildings there wasn't very much. Um, Some because they were under renovation but some, of course, Customs House has been there forever and that's still Customs House and the Gold Exchange is still the Gold Exchange. The Peace Hotel is still the Peace Hotel but it's now a lot more ritzy and and now there's the Peninsula Hotel and now there's restaurants from here to eternity and it's extended itself to the north to the west to the south and of course east is the river so it can't really extend itself much further into the river
0: yeah but now it's really one of like Asia's like glitziest boulevards I suppose? It?
1: it probably is one of Asia's glitziest boulevards <laughs> which which you, it's funny I was talking to a friend a journalist yesterday and he was sort of asking me similar questions and it was sort of like, who would have believed? I mean, they said it, you know, the government authorities said that this was their plan. Their plan was it's going to be the Champs-Élysées of the East, and it was like, yeah, yeah. And, but actually, here we are, you know, I mean, that's one of the remarkable things about the, um, the government and, um, let's say, fairly uh, autocratic governments that just, it's like, that's the plan, and we're going to do it, and they do it.
0: And uh, you've been here many years. What what do you love about Shanghai? What what keeps you around?
1: You know, it's interesting. Shanghai is still... It still has an allure. Even the name Shanghai... You know, I first came here in 1985, and I have spent a lot of time here in the last 30 years. Um, There is still some sort of allure of the whole idea of Shanghai, which I think is quite interesting. And it's still... Even though... The economy has not been as easy in the last couple of years. It is still fundamentally optimistic. I think that's the remarkable thing about Shanghai.
0: From the river, there are a number of options for how to spend the day. If you want to see art, you can pop into two galleries just off the Bund. Pearl Lamb and Rock Bund which consistently have strong exhibitions of contemporary Chinese works. Stroll north of the Bund, and you'll reach the Hongkou District, where thousands of Jewish refugees settled prior to World War II. The excellent Shanghai Jewish Refugees Museum tells the stories of their harrowing escape from Europe and resettlement in one of the few free cities in the world at the time. I'm going to head west, however, to have a taste of Shanghai's most famous snack food, the delicious xiaolongbao dumplings. Taxis are cheap and plentiful in Shanghai, but I prefer to get around by bike, which is not only faster due to the city's traffic, but way more fun.
2: Pack your bags, get ready for takeoff, and let Turkish Airlines take you on a journey to more than 270 destinations in over 100 countries around the world, including Shanghai. Turkish flies there daily. With a fleet of more than 285 state-of-the-art aircraft, no destination is too far. Turkish Airlines, widen your world.
0: There's no shortage of fancy dim sum restaurants and shopping malls in Shanghai. But the best Xiaolongbao in the city are often found at street stalls and small restaurants, like this one, Lin Longfang. I'm joined here by Jenny Gao, a food writer born in western China and raised in Canada. Jenny knows her dumplings well. In fact, she has recently opened a new restaurant in Shanghai called Baoism that puts a modern twist on the traditional white fluffy buns known as bao, stuffing them with Korean fried chicken and other tasty fillings.
2: Uh there's one is quite good. Yeah, it's a good one. That's good. Uh, yeah.
3: 葱油干面,
2: yeah. 然后要两个生姜, uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. you have to order the ginger separately. Um. Uh-huh.
0: And then here they're making each batch to order bamboo steamers and they're
2: It's usually like um, young, like preteen girls, that are doing this, and uh, probably because of their like nimble, <laughs> quick fingers, um, they're able to pleat and you know roll out the dough, so it's like super, super thin. Um, and then you know they got to do it really quickly as well. So yeah, they're
0: they're being really fast.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: And I have to say, when I got here about 30 minutes ago, it was completely empty and now there's not a seat left in this place. It's probably like, I don't know, 70 people crowded around tables. So, our Xiaolongbao just arrived at the table and it's looking really good. There's steam coming off of the basket, little white fluffy dumplings. Jenny, tell us what we're about to eat.
2: Yeah, so the bao is uh, what I think um, is the most perfect food <laughs> in this world, and also the best, uh, the most representative of like Shanghai food, I think, um, or street food. It's basically um, a a dumpling of like really thin uh, wrapper um, around uh, pork or whatever it is that you put into it. So we have crab roe and pork, and uh, and some delicious pork soup. And so in one bite, you can have like the dough, so like your um, staple food, your meat and soup. So it's, that's why I think it's a perfect, um, perfect morsel. Uh, but this is my favorite place, so.
0: Let's, let's try it, I'm excited.
4: I'm
0: gonna jump back on my bike and head to the former French concession, the cultural heart of the city, to see how one designer is trying to change the perception around the Made in China label. While I head over there, here are Monocle's top five things you should definitely do while you're in Shanghai. Ride a bicycle to the West Bund Arts District, a new cultural corridor and green space along the Huangpu River. The Long Museum and News Museum are both worth checking out for contemporary and classical Chinese art. Go on an Art Deco architecture tour through the leafy French concession and stop for a coffee at Farine Bakery. Reserve a table at one of Chef Tony Lu's three Foo restaurants, Foo 1015, 1039, and 1088, all of which serve classic Shanghainese food in restored concession-era villas. Take in the view from the Skywalk, the glass-bottom bridge on the 100th floor of the World Financial Tower. Just make sure it's a low-pollution day. Stay up late or get up early to watch the sunrise from the Bund, otherwise known as a Bund rise and join the elderly Shanghainese for a morning session of Tai Chi. I'm now standing in the former French concession, which is easily the most atmospheric part of the city. The streets are narrow and winding, and are shaded by leafy plane trees planted by the French a century ago. Many of the old French villas and Art Deco buildings have also been preserved, and turned into restaurants, bars, and cafes that overflow with patrons on sunny days. Because of its historic charm, the neighborhood has become a magnet for architects, designers, and other artisans over the years. Charles Philip Pozzi is one of them. The Italian shoemaker fell in love with the city when he visited a decade ago, and decided to set up his flagship store for his brand, Charles Philip, right here in the French concession. I'm going to meet Charles, and his business partner, Sheila Pitigala, nearby, at the workshop where they make their signature suede and leather slippers almost entirely by hand.
3: The first thing that you might notice when you walk into the workshop is that it doesn't look it's supposed to be like a, a, a factory, but it's not a factory. It's a workshop. So we have less less people working but they work they take very good care of the quality. So then uh, they take more time to do each step.
0: And what shoe, what kind of shoe is he making there? With the he's
3: making another style. This is a men's style. It's called Matteo Tio, and it's a Belgian loafer kind of style. So right now he's doing he's adding the tassels in the front. Style.
0: Yeah, I see. He's working very hard. Yeah, on the tassels. <laughs> exactly.
3: For example, as you can see on the tassel, we have to make sure that we don't have like the, the edges of uh, the leather are refined, and then there's no. The stitching has to be straight. there, there are many different details that might, might look like small things, but then when you see the final product, you, you can really notice.
0: Thank you for having me to, to your workshop. a uh, no, pleasure really. What, what is it about that the French concession that you find particularly appealing that you love? You know it's uh, I think Shanghai is, like I said, it's so diverse
4: and it means that it has clashes, it has contrasts, you know. And the French district is a contrast in itself. You know, you're in this cosmopolitan city of Shanghai with skyscrapers everywhere. And suddenly you walk in the French district and it's colonial villas, you know, from early 19th centuries. There's art deco, the same trees that you have in Paris, you know, and the city in some streets Moves at a different pace, right? There's some you you can go down like Shin Lu on a Sunday, and it's so quiet, right? And a couple of blocks away, you're out of the French Concession, you're in like People's Square, and it's like madness. You you shouhe and there's you know you know like LED lights everywhere, and it's you know so it's it's almost like you know a different city within a city, right? Like if I have to go. I, If I go anywhere except for the bond or or the French concession, I bring my passport almost, you know, because I feel like uh, I'm leaving Shanghai, you know?
0: Shanghai has this effect on people. They visit once, and the city's energy and can-do spirit convinces them to return and try their luck at starting a business, designing a new product, or opening a restaurant or bar, like the one where I'm at right now. This is one of my favorite places in the city, a 1920s themed jazz bar with an Art Deco design and live music every night. And the name is appropriate enough for a city enjoying an economic boom and cultural rebirth. It's called Heyday. For Monaco in Shanghai, I'm Justin Bergman.
1: And that's all for this week's edition of the voyager my thanks to justin bergman in shanghai and toby hammond here in london next week we're in amman i hope you can join us then i'm steve bloomfield until we board the voyager again happy travels